Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Slightly different episode this week as I fear that it couldn't go past without really discussing the events of yesterday, which was, of course, the royal wedding, the nuptials of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, or as they are now known, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. I'm sure, like me, you were up very early watching the build-up on all the different channels. It was one of those occasions in life that I really regretted not having multiple televisions to be able to watch the coverage on BBC, ITV and did Sky simultaneously. So I just kept flicking back and forward to try and get all the best bits from all of them and I have indeed re-watched it this morning. And it's still just as amazing the second time through. But what a brilliant day it was. Like, they were so lucky with the weather. Um, They were lucky with the crowds. There were so many people in Windsor. It really was a great day. And I think it had been probably quite a stressful week for them. Uh, You know, the, the news that Meghan's father, Thomas Markle, wasn't going to be coming. You know, at the beginning of the week, he said he didn't want to come because... He thought he'd embarrassed his daughter because of these ridiculous allegations in the paper of him setting up pap shots. I mean, frankly, who cares? Then it turned out that he's actually ill and he's been in hospital and had a heart operation. So it was decided he wasn't coming. So that, you know, that must have been quite stressful and just unnerving for both Meghan and Harry. Uh, but of course, we did have the, the lovely pictures of seeing um, Doria Raglan, uh, who is Meghan Markle's mother, arrive this week. She had tea with the Queen. She met Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall. And of course, it was decided that Prince Charles was going to escort Meghan halfway down the chapel at St George's. St. George's Chapel in Windsor. So all in all, a very stressful week that led actually to a very um, amazing day, really, an amazing involvement. I think Prince Charles offering or being asked who's to know how it really was to walk Meghan part of the way down the chapel, I think was a very um, strong signifier that he is welcoming him welcoming Meghan to the family. Although I was a bit disappointed that Doria didn't just walk her daughter down the aisle. But, oh my word, did she look emotional on the day. Perhaps it would have just been a step too far. But, you know, on Friday night we were given some amazing pictures of Meghan and her mum arriving at their accommodation at Cliveden House, which just looked lovely. When I spotted that she was wearing a Roland Murray dress, I did begin to think, hmm, it's probably not going to be Roland designing the dress on the day. We also got to see Prince Harry and Prince William do a lovely little walkabout in Windsor, go and see all those crowds that had been waiting out there, which I thought was really, really kind of them. And then, of course, Saturday morning arrived and the first guests started arriving at the chapel about half past nine, I think it was. And I think one of the first guests to arrive was Oprah Winfrey, which, I mean, that is just like a megastar. It really was this kind of crossover of royalty and Hollywood royalty at the wedding. The guest list was pretty impressive. Uh, Oprah Winfrey was wearing Stella McCartney, as was Amal Clooney in that kind of mustard yellow. I mean, what an outfit that was. So basically, two of the 
probably top guests at the wedding wearing Stella, and then as we'll talk about later, the bride then wore Stella for the evening uh, event as well. But there were some really impressive guests there. You know, David and Victoria Beckham were there. Idris Elba and his partner. Tom Hardy was there. Um, all the royals, all the, obviously, which would be a bit strange if they weren't. I thought that Sarah Chatto looked amazing in her outfit. That is, of course, Princess Margaret's daughter. She had this wonderful blue hat and blue outfit on. I thought that the Countess of Wessex, that's Sophie Wessex, uh, Prince Edward's wife, she looked phenomenal. I thought both of her kids were dressed very appropriately. So that's uh, Lady Louise Windsor and um, Count Seven. They both looked really, really great, dressed appropriately for kids who are about 14 and 11 or 12. Uh, I thought Zara Phillips looked so pregnant, bless her soul. That is a long time to be sat in church when you're probably eight and a half months pregnant. And there was this really sweet moment, I think, when the register was being signed of Mike Tyndall just like rubbing his wife's tummy. And I, you know, it was very cute for that to be caught on camera. Uh, Princess Eugenie and Princess Beatrice played it very safe, almost borderline boring in their outfits compared to the wedding in 2011. So it'll be interesting to see what dress that Princess Eugenie does opt for when she gets married on the 12th of October and what kind of dress she puts her sister in, who I'm assuming will be a bridesmaid. Uh, but I think this, without a shadow of a doubt, was probably the best-dressed wedding there has perhaps ever been. And you really could spot the kind of the Hollywood glamour when all of Meghan Markle's friends arrived who are, uh, you know, in either actresses or actors, especially those in suits. They just looked amazing. Uh, they really did bring a sparkle, oh, a sparkle for the Markle uh, to Windsor, which was really, really great. But no, very, very enjoyable. And of course, as the guests were arriving, Meghan Markle left Clifton House with her mum and drove in one of the Bentleys. And that was the first kind of indication we got of what the dress looked like. I was so close to the television trying to work out what tiara that she was wearing. And it was actually a tiara that was loaned to her by the Queen that had been made for um, Queen Mary in about the 1930s and then was then given to the Queen, I believe, in 1952 or 1953 by her. And it's not one that's kind of worn that often by people so it was really special I think and it really matched the dress that she had on but of course we didn't see the dress so she arrived at the church which you know we've been guessing for weeks haven't we we've been I mean I've spent a lot of time speculating about who had designed the dress we had thought it might be Burberry we thought it might be a dem we thought it might be Roland Murray never, not once, anyone that I've spoken to thought that it would be uh, Claire Waite Kelly from Givenchy. I don't even know if I've pronounced her name correctly there. Like, I know nothing of this woman other than that she used to head up Chloe. She also, I think, used to head up Pringle or a Scottish company uh, like that and is now the creative director of Givenchy. She's the first female creative director of that um, French fashion brand. So it's pretty impressive and, yeah, totally unexpected. Not a name that had been mentioned by any newspaper, by any pundits. 
I think if anyone had managed to put a bet on it being her at the bookies, they have cashed in because I think the odds would have been so long on that. But when Megan did eventually get out the car with those two little page boys, that dress was just stunning. I loved how plain and fitted it was, how it just gave a slight indication uh, of her... Do you want to say clavicle or shoulders? I'm not really sure what bit of the body she was really exposing as it was so such a small amount of skin. But the fact that it was so long and draping and then that veil. I mean, that veil was just so exquisite and kind of really added to the drama of her walking up those steps uh, at St. George's Chapel. And I think she'd really given a lot of thought and consideration about her future role within the royal family. Her and Harry obviously are going to be doing a lot of work within the Commonwealth. And she had made sure that uh, a flower from each Commonwealth nation, all 53 Commonwealth nations, were uh, included in the detailing of the embroidery of the veil. So I thought that was a really, really lovely touch and really kind of showed her seriousness, as it were, of the role that she's coming into. Obviously, Prince William and Prince Harry arrived at the chapel a little bit earlier um, than Meghan, which makes sense. Um, And they were in regimental uniform. I think they looked very, very smart. Harry looked so nervous, though, didn't he? So, so nervous. Uh, I think the the emotions of it all really were getting to him. He perhaps maybe hadn't had as much sleep as he perhaps would have wanted on the Friday night. But I thought it was really sweet how they dressed the page boys in miniature versions of their uniforms. And the bridesmaids just had very sweet, age-appropriate white dresses on as well. The service, I felt, was absolutely amazing every aspect of it was just so interesting and so lovely and to see a couple who are so clearly in love and holding hands throughout and being so supportive of each other and kind of catching a giggle every now and then was really really sweet to see I think some of the highlights for me were definitely the gospel choir singing Stand By Me. That was just so wonderful, especially after the sermon that had been given by Michael Curry, who gave such an impassioned service, a uh, sermon, sorry. It was perhaps a little long. I think he maybe overran his time. So I think he was speaking for at least 15 minutes, but it was something so different to what you would normally expect at one of those royal occasions. And he really spoke from the heart and definitely punched through into people's hearts, which was really, really good. I also think that the recital given by um, Sheku Kanu Mason, whilst they were signing the register on the cello, was just phenomenal. I was lucky enough to see him at a prom last summer at the Royal Albert Hall, and I knew nothing about him, had never seen him before, never heard his performances before, and I was just blown away. So when I saw that he'd been signed up to perform at the Royal Wedding, I was like, oh my word, everyone's going to be so lucky to have the opportunity to hear him perform. So I think they they, they put together a, a service that was just so easy and enjoyable for everyone. The hymns were ones that people all knew the reading was really lovely to have Diana's sister give that. I thought that was a really lovely touch. So it was just joyous from beginning to end and seemed to be enjoyed by all. Everyone seemed to be having a really, really lovely time. I thought the carriage ride that they did afterwards, after they'd got married and come out down the steps, I mean, they must have been waving for at least 20 or 30 minutes. That arms must have been killing, uh, to, but to have taken the time to have 
gone round and said hello in essence to all the people who'd who'd gone to to watch their wedding I thought was really really lovely and then of course we had a little bit of a gap and then about 7 p.m last night they left Windsor Castle to go to Frogmore Hall for the evening reception that was being hosted by Prince Charles and my word did Prince Harry look dapper I haven't found out who designed his suit yet but wow what a tux it seemed to have a velvet feel to it and then next to him, obviously, was his wife in this absolutely stunning Stella McCartney gown. Because the rumours around Stella had been kind of bubbling away last week. And then I heard on the grapevine that she'd been at a conference, a sustainability conference in Copenhagen. I was like, well, she's got to be out of the running now. There's no way you're going to be designing a royal wedding dress whilst you're in Scandinavia. And <laughs> it's a couple of days until the big event. But no, it seems as though she was still in the game and, yep, she designed that beautiful dress that Meghan wore to the evening reception. And then they got into that jag and drove off looking like the most attractive and content and in love couple that has ever graced the earth. And it was just such a wonderful end to what had been such an exciting day. And, yeah... I think everybody enjoyed it. Any of those naysayers out there who weren't excited about the royal wedding, I'm sorry, but you missed out because I was full of excitement, joy and love all day yesterday. I maybe peaked a little bit too early, having gotten up so early to watch it all on the TV, but I'm pleased I did and I'm pleased I rewatched it this morning and I'll probably rewatch it again. Anyway, normal service on the podcast will resume next Sunday. Uh, but I do hope you enjoyed watching The Royal Wedding. Do watch it again. I'm Sarah Southern, your wedding guest extraordinaire. Do take care. <laughs>